Jared Williams. How the heck are you? What you doing over there? <laughs> Did we start? Huh? Nah, man. I'm just talking. Start over. Hey, what's up, Joel? That's not fair. You can't do that. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> you, can't, I just can't. you can't just call a restart. I just called a restart and I oh, won. Jeez, <laughs> man. That's 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 an alpha move right there. That's a real alpha move. Very much. Dang. Very much was. You got to do that every alphas, now and then. <laughs> alphas always call restarts unless they don't want to. Uh, well, I don't, I don't really know what to say to that. <laughs> oh, I see who's you might not really be an alpha then. <clears throat> nope. I'm just pretending today. <laughs> well, to answer your question, I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, good. Wednesday. I've come to discover. Uh, took good. me a little bit. Got yep. confused. Days are Wednesday. tough. Cool. Yep. Yep. It's podcast Wednesday, dude. Dude, podcast Wednesday. That's today. Yep. How are you? What are you doing? What you up to? I'm doing good. I've been trying not to work the last couple days. Really? Yeah, because I feel like sometimes like I get like into like super work mode, and I just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. all i can do is work think about work everything and like right now i'm trying to figure out what the heck i'm doing so mm. it's been nice to just i'm like okay i'm not gonna work i'm only gonna do the few things that i absolutely have to do right and then kind of figure out where i'm gonna go from here give my brain a break a work a brain work break when you are like in that work brain do you find that you'll even work on things like let's see not necessarily that you shouldn't work on but maybe things that aren't the most productive because your brain is just in work mode so you just keep plowing forward yeah totally i'll just keep like trying to keep working that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really God, yeah. me any good you know yeah i got gotcha. like, mm. yeah. i checked my email this morning and it's noon but i don't have anything left to do so let's go check my email again and see if i can find something <laughs> to do which is just dumb, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you find, does that work though? Do you like find something in your email? You make some work for yourself? Dude, that's the thing is you can always find something to do. Yeah. There's so you always, always end up making work. Yeah, yeah. So you just make work. Mm. Yeah. But half that stuff that I'll like go do, somebody else could go do. Sure. I don't need to do it. Sure. Yeah. Or huh. I'll do it. Right. But it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be done. Mm. So oh, I'm sure. just doing stuff that is like, is it bad to do? No. But does it need to get done? No, right. absolutely not. Huh. Yeah. So then for the last two days, you've just been taking a break to sort of, it's almost like, I wouldn't call it like a vision break, but like something like that where you're just trying to like, yeah, get a lay of the land and figure out actually what you're trying to do. Yeah, it is. It's a vision break. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have those often? Um, I, I no. I should probably have them more <laughs> often, right? I usually just yeah. try to plow forward, but, um, sure. Yeah. I think it's good to have a vision break, like because sure. when I was building my plumbing business, right. For, mm-hmm. you know, two, two and a half years, it was just like my sole thing was building my plumbing business. It was my only goal. And mm-hmm. so now that it's like built or mm. at least requires very little of my attention. Now I'm like, okay, now what do I do? And so mm-hmm. then I had this goal of like figuring out all the social media stuff and then building the social media company. And that's kind of still going. The social media stuff is going, but it's slow to get customers. And so mm-hmm. I kind of got to figure out, okay, what's my, I got to start thinking a little more long-term. Like, okay, yeah, what's sure. going to benefit me the most in three years or five years or 10 years? Sure. That's the stuff I need to be doing mm-hmm. now. Because all that mm-hmm. other stuff, like the today stuff or even the 
few months from now stuff, mm-hmm. all that can get done by somebody else. Sure. And if I'm thinking three years out or five years out, that's going to mm-hmm. change what that stuff is. Right. It's right. Yeah. Of course. What I do now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just trying to think further out a little more bigger picture. Like, okay, what, what do I actually want my life to look like? Mm-hmm. And what are the mm-hmm. steps to get there? But that's sure. Really, that's really hard to figure out. It's hard to think about. All I think stuff. so. I think. Yeah. Especially if you've never thought about it before. Yeah. Or if you don't really have a context of ideas to draw from, like other than just what people say, because a lot of the times when people ask the question, like, what do you want your life to be like? We all go to a certain space in our head of what I would say, what other people say their lives are like, like, I guess I want money and I want to live on the beach because that's what people say they want. But I don't Mm -hmm. really know what I want, because if you've never really been in a position to sort of exercise those ideas or even think that you can achieve what you want. Right. Right. Then you don't really know what that answer is. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. That is tough. It is tough. It's so tough. have you had any success with your vision break? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I guess. Like, I definitely think I need to focus on, like, my personal brand. Um, yeah. That's probably going to be, like, a big one moving forward for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Just because I think there's so much opportunity in it. Sure. No matter where I end up. I think the personal brand will be key to taking me there. Sure. Um, so that's definitely something I want to focus on. But then it's like, okay, what do I want to focus on within my personal brand? Right. So right. what do I think? Like, where, where do I want to be in five years? And where should I be pivoting my personal brand to get me where I want to be in five years? That's mm. really what I don't have nailed down yet. Sure. But I'm getting are you Are you like thinking about like interests? Like what interests you? that you would still want to be doing it in five years. Yeah. See, and that's like the hard part, right? So Mm -hmm. like when I was a kid, what interested me was like skateboarding, snowboarding, goofing off, having fun. Right. Right. And then it was like, I kind of have like lost some of that. I still like to snowboard. I still like to have fun, but I don't really have Mm -hmm. any like hobbies per se. Sure. Um, so like, I really like business. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I can't just work all the time. So that's part of my, sure. like, vision break. It's coming up with, yeah. what is it that I actually like to do? Because like, mm-hmm. I don't really know. Yeah. And I think it's like, you don't necessarily have to drill down on the perfect answer. No. But a direction is always really nice. Because then at least you can have a way forward instead of just sort of sitting not really knowing what you're going to do. Because when we do that, then we usually make mistakes and we have to go forward and then walk back this way and then go yep. this way. You do too many pivots and you end up just doing a circle. <laughs> Very true. Too many right-hand turns. <laughs> too many right-hand turns. I'm right back, right back where I left started. off. But you yep. put in a lot of work to do those right-hand turns. You feel good about that. Yeah. Yep. Versus if you can think three or five years out and you can have a, okay, I'm going here, then yeah. it's you're going to make way less right-hand turns. You're going to maybe make a right-hand turn and then make a left-hand turn. Sure. Then another left-hand turn and the right, and you're back on track, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Rather, Or maybe you just took a right and then a left, and you're just on Mm -hmm. a different track, but you're still moving Mm -hmm. towards three- to five-year goal, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking, let's see. I mean, when you're thinking about your businesses, what are you thinking about the most? Oh, gosh. You know, I probably... I don't think about my plumbing business very much anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, it pretty much just runs for the most part. Um, in that business, I probably think about marketing more than anything else. Like how are we going to mm-hmm. continue to market and how we, how are we going to make our marketing better? Sure. Um, cause I think that's how we're going to continue to just dominate and win is just more marketing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. market better and more than everybody else in town. And I want to just keep getting better and better and better and do more and more and more because I want it to be so hard for anybody to catch up to me. Right. That, that they just, that they literally just can't. Right. Right. Cause I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm already like three years ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. And if I can just stay there, like if somebody right. started trying to do what I'm doing now, if I can just stay ahead, I'll just continue mm-hmm. to win. I know that for a yeah. fact. Yeah. So and I would even say, I would even say if anybody tried to do what you're doing, like very similarly, mm-hmm. it would probably just remind them of you because they're like, Oh, that company's marketing like prospector. That's cool. Probably. But yeah. It's still the association would be there. So they would have to really differentiate. Yeah. Yeah. At this point for sure. Cause mm-hmm. there's nobody else doing it. Like we do it in right. Fairbanks. So, and I would say like the way that we do it is it's hard to like, it's probably one of the best ways to do it consistently is the way we do it. And so for somebody to come up and do something similar, I don't know how they would do it. That would be super differentiating unless they just had like way more video content and they were very, very intentional, but that would be like a ton of work, which they could certainly do, Yep. but it would, it would just be a lot. They would have to do something pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be really tough to beat us out. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then with Plum Social, I think about, you know, I think a lot about like what the future is going to look like, how, because it's a very, it's a little harder to scale and grow. So I think about how we're going to scale and grow, what that kind of looks like. um, And then how we're going to continue to provide more value to our clients. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately as we grow and we start making more more money, then I want to be able to provide better value. I want to continue to provide. Sure. Yeah. Good value, more and more value across the board. Mm-hmm. Because th- I think mm-hmm. in that business, that's what's going to keep us on the top. Yeah. Because, like, right now we do social media and we do it different than any other marketing company. Somebody mm-hmm. could come in and do what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but if we can, like, weave these things in with other things and come up with a way that, that <laughs> we make it super valuable, right? Then it's going to be more sticky. Um, and mm-hmm. I think we'll have a better, you know, we'll have better LTV mm-hmm. um, and ultimately lower, you know, lower cost of acquisition just because we'll yeah. be able to so, show so much value up front. Right. Yeah. Like I was talking about, like right now, it's a little bit of a hard sell, right? Because mm-hmm. like plumbers don't see the value in social media to begin with. So mm-hmm. we have to show them. Like, look at the opportunity that is here on social media for your business. Mm -hmm. And then we have to show them, like, it's here, but everybody else is doing it wrong. So Mm -hmm. here's how we do it right. And Mm -hmm. that's why we're the best ones to handle your social media. So we have to take them through this, like, learning process, right? Right. Yep. So if we can get that to a point to where there's so much obvious value in what we're selling them, then mm, sure. it's going to be yeah. a much easier sale, right? Yeah, sure. So I was talking mm. with um, some a coaching thing. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Basically a, a business that runs coaching, right? I was talking with them mm-hmm. and they're doing one-on-one coaching and it was like, mm-hmm. Hey, you guys could switch to a group coaching model mm-hmm. and each one of your coaches could take a, co- do one coaching class per week, which mm-hmm. would give them 16 coaching opportunities during the month. Right. So rather than coaching right. each person individually, mm-hmm. you know, if you had a hundred clients, then that's a hundred hours of coaching that you're doing versus mm-hmm. if you had four coaches all doing one, one hour group coaching every week, then that's only four hours of coaching per coach. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 hours total. So you cut it down by more than a 25, you know, you're only doing 25% of the coaching, 20% of the coaching, mm-hmm. 20% of the time. You can bring in way more people into your program because now you're not capped. Right. And yeah. mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. selling that, I think the best part when I was thinking about this was that when you're selling it, then it's like, hey, you get 16 hours of coaching a month. We have right. we have four calls every single week that you can attend. You can learn these topics. Then you can ask questions. You can share your work. You can get sure. feedback on your stuff. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. 16 options for that versus just one option per month. Sure. Maybe. One option, one person even. Yeah, one option, one, option, one, one, person. one perspective. Yeah, now it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now you've got 16 options, four different people to get answers from, plus a whole group, a whole community of people that are doing the exact same thing right. that can give you answers as well. Right. Right. Way more yeah. value. That's a way yeah. easier sale than just, yeah. yeah, pay me, you know, if the coaching was 5,000 bucks, pay me 5,000 bucks for one hour of coaching or pay me 5,000 bucks to access 16 hours of coaching from four different coaches and sure. an entire group of people that are doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah. Which one's more valuable? Yeah, definitely that second one. The second one. So you could yeah. actually charge more for the second one, right? Mm-hmm. It's less time, sure, yeah. uh-huh. more money, more value to the end user. And so I want to figure out how to do that for mm-hmm. Plum Social. Like, I feel like that should always be your goal. Like, even when we were building Prospector, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, how do we provide the most value to the customer so that we can charge top dollar mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. our customers are happy, our employees are happy, and we make money. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, I think every business should think that way. How, how sure. can we provide the most value possible mm-hmm. so we can charge top dollar, but be like in that coaching example, you have to be worth like because because you're bringing so much value, you can charge top dollar, right? Mm-hmm. But the value for how much you charge actually goes, you know, it's not proportional. You bring in like ten percent more, or sorry, you bring in yeah ten percent more revenue, but the value goes up a hundred percent. Sure, that yeah, should, that should be the goal. So yeah, you're mm-hmm. bringing in more money, you're charging more than everybody else, but the value you offer is like through the yeah, roof. Skyrockets. Yeah, skyrockets. Yeah, skyrockets. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. what keeps you competitive. I know we've talked about this before, like being competitive on price is never really a good option. So mm-hmm. instead you should be competitive on like with a plumbing business, it's the service that you offer, the customer mm-hmm. service, the value of what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. That's how you be competitive. Let's it seems like to me what's important in this idea is quantifying value. So 
when you're talking about the coaching, at least what I heard you say is that the value you get now is in more time. You're getting yep. more time because yep. you have more time with more coaches. But then there's also another, uh, I don't want to say another value for value, but like another variable that we can put into value, which is experience, because now you're getting more than one coach's experience. You're getting four coaches' experience. Because like sometimes when we talk about like value, Every, of course, everybody wants to add more value. Everything's always about being more value, adding more value. But if we don't quantify it, mm-hmm. then we'll just be making lots and lots of right turns because then we're right. just, we don't know what we're doing. So I think, you know, with Plum Social, it's quantifying like what actually is valuable to the customer. Right. And so m- yeah. maybe you could speak to that just because that's a marketing idea right there, right? Is like social media marketing, what is valuable to the customer? Yeah, I mean, I guess you you could add services that aren't valuable very easily, right? Yeah, definitely. You probably so, and you probably yeah, that's what you don't want to do because that's that, just and work. And it's easy to do that, right? Yeah, for sure. So you only want to add services that are of value, right? Yeah. Um. So like, with social media, it'd probably be figuring out how to tie these into other forms of marketing so that they just mm, mesh so sure, much better, yeah. right? Or we right. hit like another need of the plumbing business owner. Like if we've got social media to get customers dialed in to like mm-hmm. preach your brand out to the community, that's totally dialed in. But mm-hmm. what if we could then take and figure out how to use social media mixed with YouTube ads with retargeting to then go target new employees? Like what if yeah, we could get that definitely. process dialed in? Like that would mm-hmm. be okay. Now we brought in a bunch more value. Mm-hmm. And if we could, if we could do that with very little work on our end, like maybe just mm-hmm. like a one-time setup and a little bit of mm-hmm. management, then we could add that much value with just raising the price a little bit mm-hmm. or not even raising it at all. Maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, sure. So that'd be a way you could add way more value. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, you know, to speak on that, I had a, somebody comment on one of my reels recently. They were like, I think I said uh, some about, plumbers need to price their service, you know, how much they're charging based on how much value they're bringing. Mm -hmm. And they commented that, you know, the, the price isn't based on the value you bring. It's based on what your competitors are charging. Mm. (laughs) I was like, man, this guy just doesn't get it. Right. Yeah, sure. And so the value is like, when you're a plumbing business owner, you're bringing all this value to the customer and it costs you a ton of money to do this. And then you mark it up and that's how you price off the value that you bring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But all the expenses that you have, those expenses should be bringing value to your end user. Right. Yeah. Cause they're, they're meaningful expenses. They're not just fluff expenses. Cause they're not just stupid Mm -hmm. things. Like you still have to be smart about your expenses. Cause you could, you could go buy a bunch of services and things that seem cool, but don't actually bring further value to the end user. Right. Sure. Huh. And so like, I would, like, I would watch my overhead and say, okay, does like, that's how I would choose what kind of services or what kind of expenses to incur. I would say, Mm -hmm. does this bring value to my customer? Right. Yeah, sure. Does it make our process faster? Does Mm -hmm. it make it easier for them to schedule? Does Mm -hmm. it make us better at our job? Does it Mm -hmm. make them in the end have a better service? or provide them with something of better value. If not, then mm-hmm. don't do it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good like matrix you just ran through, like mm-hmm. asking those questions when you do things because it's so easy to be like, this is a cool thing that we could do mm-hmm. or having an idea that seems like a good idea, but running it through that matrix of idea, like really checking it to make sure that you're not just doing something that is more work for no more value or there's a perceived value that actually isn't mm-hmm. a real value, right? Like it seems like it could be valuable to buy that thing, to do that one particular task. But mm-hmm. in the end, like you can do it with this or yeah. you don't need to do it at all. It's like not even needed. Yeah. The other one you need to watch out for is it may add a ton of value, but it creates a lot more complexity. So then, so then it actually like makes everything you do harder. Right. Right. Um, cause I, I hate complexity cause then when it doesn't work, it's way harder to figure out what's going on. Um, sure. it takes mm-hmm. a lot more setup. It takes a lot more management. It just makes mm-hmm. everything harder. So mm-hmm. like, for instance, like, we were, and I don't want to bash this company, but we were looking at an auto scheduler for our website, like a plugin for our website that integrates with Service Titan. And it's super cool. Like at first glance, you're like, this is rad. It's going to yeah. add a ton of value to the customer because they're going to be able to get on our website, right. schedule in on our website. It'll auto populate on Service Titan. And then my CSRs don't have to do anything. Right. And it, the more I looked at it, I was like, started getting really complex. Like, okay, I got to hmm. set up all this backend stuff in service Titan. And then my mm. CSRs have to make sure and do this properly. And then, you know, I have to set up this thing and this thing and this thing. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And this wasn't a cheap service. It was like 1800 right. bucks a month to add this thing to your right. website. Mm-hmm. And so what we ultimately ended up doing was just creating a form on our website that auto dials our CSRs. So they <laughs> fill out the form and then our backend software set up through our marketing company just dials our, our CSRs phones hmm. during business hours. It dials our CSR phones during non-business hours. It dials the after our phone service. So what is it? Does it just communicate the, what was in the form now? So it just dials them and it says, it'll say, this is from, it'll let you know what it's from. Yeah. And then your phone will start ringing in the customer's phone. Gotcha. So, so it's essentially just linking the two parts together. They fill yep. out a form and then yep. it links to the CSR and then it just dials out to the customer right away. Yep. Piece of cake. Done. Yeah. Gotcha. Rather than this. And then the CSR gets to talk to the person. They yep. get to have a conversation sure. about what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's not this huge complicated system in service Titan. It's a system that we already have going. Yeah. And it's no more complex. Yeah, and it didn't cost sure. me anything. Mm-hmm. It was free. Mm-hmm. So in, in my mind, that's a win, right? So I guess I would watch out for complexities. Like keep it as simple as possible. And that's kind of like what you did there is you saw an idea of something you didn't think of. Mm-hmm. And then you started to work the idea. And then you realized, I could probably do this differently and not have to pay for it. And yep. If you if you wouldn't have come into contact with the idea from Service Titan, you might have not ever got to what you have now. So I think maybe we shouldn't be afraid to approach these services and these new ideas, but we should definitely maybe think about them like, wow, this is cool, but can I do this in a way that doesn't involve maybe this company or this program? Can I do this and achieve the same right. goal? Because right. I, I think that's where innovation is. Like innovation right. is so important in business. Like you read any like um 
books about businesses and what makes them smart. And usually what happens is they innovated. They innovated very creatively in a time where they needed to. Um, yep. And sometimes you can just innovate on somebody else's idea like you did. Like you just took an idea and you said, huh, that's neat. I'm just going to do it a different way. That's better for me. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for that idea. Yep. And that's the thing. Like you got to understand like these companies are building their product for one very specific customer. And that customer maybe in the same like trade as you or the same style of business as you, but you may not be running your business like they are. Mm. And you may not, cause they might be on a whole nother level than you. Right. They might sure. need these complicated systems cause they're got mm -hmm. 300 guys or, you know, mm -hmm. 50 CSRs or whatever. Sure. Um, and so it may not work for you, but there's definitely lessons to be learned. Like, Oh, they can auto schedule on my website. How can I replicate that? but make it easier, make right. it fit my style of business. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And just cause the big guys are doing it doesn't mean you got to do it. Yeah. Maybe not yet. Cause big guys do things for a certain reason. Yeah. Big guys that could do be a, a reason of... you're ready for, or maybe not. Yeah. Big guys do a lot of like big fancy things um, <laughs> because they have to, right? Because as yeah. they scale, like these guys with hundred man shops, 200 man shops, 500 man shops, that's complicated. Like just mm -hmm. that scale is very complicated. So you have to come up with all these like external fancy systems to be able to manage it and regulate it and mm -hmm. track it mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, somebody like me with just an eight man shop, it's way less complicated. We don't need mm -hmm. all the stuff that this hundred man shop has. Right. I see a lot of people go and they look, they're looking at these guys that have a hundred employees, 200 employees, 300 employees. And they're like, I got to do what they're doing. When in reality, mm -hmm. that would be the death of their business if they did. <laughs> sure. It would just be way too complicated for what they actually have going on. And the chances are like those guys, you get to those shop levels, they've graduated through levels of complexity. Like oh, they've yeah. started small and then they got yep. to a point where they said, I have to do something different because this isn't working. Yep. And then they add systems, they add processes, they add complexity, but that yep. is actually worth it because they need it to yes. manage all those moving parts. Yep. But if you just introduce all that from the beginning, then it's like, you, you don't know how to use those tools. You didn't grow like, up with them. Like even those guys are thinking about their business and going, how can I keep this as simple as possible? <laughs> right? Sure. They are in that yeah. mindset. Um, sure. The only difference is that they have a much more complicated thing going on. So naturally it's going to be more complicated, but they're not yeah, sure. actively going out and going, how can I make this more complicated? Mm -hmm. They're really trying to run a two, three, 500 man shop as simply as possible. Right. It's just the fact of the matter is it's more complicated. And so everybody pretty much across the board just needs to adopt that mindset of how can I do this is simple and efficient as possible mm -hmm. without adding extra complexities that I don't actually need so that I can make the most amount of money with the least amount of effort. Mm -hmm. That's what everybody yeah. should have most amount of money with the least amount of, <clears throat> least amount of effort providing the highest level of value. Yes. Yep. All done as simply as possible. Yep. That's, yeah. where, and that's I think, where the winning is. Yeah. And I think defining those terms for your business is important so that they're not just words. Because these are the words that co are common in our modern vernacular. Value, excellence, all these mm -hmm. things. We say them all the time and so they lose meaning. So mm -hmm. for us in our businesses, we need to really define these and write them down and put them on our whiteboards so that when we say, hey, let's add value, I can look at the whiteboard and like, oh, value expressly means, you know, 
whatever it means for my business. So I'm not lost in like, well, okay, value could be anything because that's when you just start adding crazy stuff. Right. Actually, you don't define what you're trying to do. Yeah. We need to, yeah. And you need to only add value if it's going to help your <clears throat> top line, right? Your bottom line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you add value and it costs you more money, but it doesn't make you more money, that doesn't make any sense either. Sure. That's just work. Yeah. So don't <laughs> add value just for value's sake. Yeah. Add value yeah. so that you can make more money. And mm. it's, like it's a big, you know, it all works together. Mm-hmm. You don't just add value and not charge anything and don't make any money. Of course. Or of course. add value that the customer doesn't care about. Or so you, so you want to add value the customer cares about and makes you more money. Mm. Hmm. It's a good one. It is. A lot to think about. Yeah, definitely. That's why sometimes you got to take a vision break so you can take a break <laughs> of thinking about it. <laughs> vision break. <sighs> yep, pretty much. Cool, dude. Cool. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, man. See ya. See ya.